Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Do you ever feel like you're fixing all of the things inside of your salon business? Nothing really seems to change the fireballs just keep coming and maybe you're feeling like you're reaching some burnout you just want to get some wins so instead you need something that's going to tell you exactly what to work on right now this is where our salon business plan comes in this is a three-part series that I'm going to share with you the real reason why your business isn't growing and what needs urgent attention right now after the series you'll not only have completed a business plan, but you know exactly what stage your business is in, the most common mistakes that salon owners make when implementing new systems for hiring staff, retaining staff, attracting clients, growing sales. Amazing, right? This is the first part of my masterclass series, and you'll dive into a nine-part business plan to identify what parts of your salon need urgent attention right now. Is it your team? Is it your clients? Or is it you? Is it you that's holding you back from salon growth? Oh, by the way, you'll need to grab a copy of the business planner if you haven't already. All you need to do is pause this episode now. I'll wait for you. Grab the link of the business planner worksheet in the show notes of this episode. Then either print them out and complete it or you can fill it out online. All right, go, 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 go now. I'm ready and waiting. Right, are you ready? Let's jump in. Right. Well, um, first of all, congratulations on deciding to invest some time um, into your business to work on your business. Take some time out of working in your business and uh, invest in not only today, overcoming procrastination, choosing to grow your business, have a business plan, um, but investing um, in your future. So I just want to cover on what we're going to cover today. Hey, Lindsay. Um, let's I want today to be a bit of a do session. I don't want to just talk at you and you go home with a, a lot of an overload of brain and lots of homework. I want to get some shit done together today. So I want to discover first of all what is what areas of your business need urgent attention first and foremost, and then I want to identify what stage or phase of business that you're in, and um, this is going to help us sort of unlock the right proven strategy. Um, and the right thing that you should be working on first. It also gives you permission to say what you're not going to work on. What are the things that you're not going to prioritize right now? And sometimes that's uh, super important. And finally, we're going to start to write your business plan so that you can actually feel like you're leading your salon with clarity, with some confidence um, towards the million dollar mark or whatever your uh, goals and aspirations are. So I want to step you through that today and I want to do it together while we're on the course. So this is a do the work kind of session make sure that you have the business plan worksheet today so we're going to work on that and Braley is here to help and I think what I'm going to do now is just make sure that you know what the heck to do with it there's two ways to use the business plan that we're going to work on today and one is you can print it 
and get old, good old fashioned pen and paper and do some writing and do some drawing on there. But if you want to do it online on your laptop, uh, it might be a little bit tricky on your phone, but if you want to do it digitally together today, then I'm going to show you quickly how you can do that. When you click on the link, you'll come to a document that looks like this. You'll get a chance to make yourself a copy, in actual fact. Let me just make it a little bit bigger. And you've got some space here to make some notes. And you can just see this as a, a, a typing box. And you can type in here and make some notes directly into there. And uh, I'll show you how to use this when we do this one. Uh, and you've got all the different bits. This one, we've got some boxes for you to do some writing in. So you can choose to do it online or you can choose to print it. But do you know what? A good piece of paper never hurt. As a business owner, as a salon owner, it's really easy to look over the shoulders of what other people are doing in business and see what other owners are doing. And particularly because of social media, thank you very much. Um, everybody else looks like they're smashing goals and doing business perfectly and like there's no problem. So um, it makes us look at others and then want to do the things that they're doing. And the challenge with that is it doesn't always work the same, right? It still feels hard for us. Or well, we think we're fixing the things and we're doing the right strategies, but the fireballs just keep coming. Do you know what I mean by fireballs? When somebody just kind of throws you their problem and you have to deal with it because you're the boss. And um, it's super easy when the fireballs keep coming to reach burnout. I know that I've been there probably several times in the 20 years that I had the salon. It probably happened uh, several times. Um, and I know what it's like. It's like, I'm, I'm hustling hard. I just want to get some wins. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't trained as a business professional. I got a qualification as a stylist. And so if you're qualified as a stylist or a therapist, um, this is often the, the biggest qualification that we have, right? I was six months out of my apprenticeship when I opened my salon and I didn't have a clue, which was probably a good thing because I might not have done it if I really knew what I was getting myself in, in for. Um, but you know, I want to feel like I know what I'm doing and, I'm, and what I'm working on. And I want to know that I'm making a difference to my team, um, to a, a difference to the hours that I'm working and not overworking, um, making a difference even to the community or the industry that we're in. Um, and finally, we want to make a difference to the bottom line, make sure that there's something dropping out the bottom at the end. And this all the work that we're doing and all the hours that we're putting in that we're impacting growth and we're impacting sales. And I know for me, for many years, I always wanted or was always chasing that feeling of confidence in the time that I was investing in my business to make sure I got a return. And um, we want to grow. I, I know you want to grow. That's why you're here. You want to grow your business. You want to have a successful business, not just another stylist who happened to buy a business. The challenge, of course, is that um, growing and managing a team is hard. This is a challenge. And I know that we're looking for a reliable system to attract and retain stylists and therapists. Um, and if we're able to build a culture of winning and build a culture of people that have clear sales goals and motivated to smash their teams, no team drama, somewhere where the culture is positive and is positive even if we're not there. Because this is the challenge, right? Otherwise, it feels like two steps forward and two steps back. I reckon I probably spent seven years in a row and out of the 20 years of business where I just felt like I was two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back. And I knew at some point something needed to change. 
um, so I could finally feel confident to spend more time working on my business and less time stuck behind the chair. And I remember that moment where I realized that I was resentful towards my clients because they were pulling me away from all the fires that were burning over there on my business and the challenges that I had. Um, and I think that's a red flag and it can start to feel like a ball and chain. Like we got into business to grow something that we love and we're passionate about in an industry that we love um, and it shouldn't feel like this. And I think sometimes we can feel frustrated and wonder why things aren't working out for us. Um, and again, all of this comes from my own experience and hoping that if I just worked a little bit harder, a little bit, a few more hours, that it will eventually start to pay off. But I think the hustle and the grind and the working more is a little bit 2010, right? I think we're past that. And especially post-COVID, we want more from life. And I think it's, it's time to turn our attention to things that really matter, right? Spending time with our loved ones. A little bit of self-care, going back to the gym, sleeping at night even. Um, enjoy our business again. So I think we've got to ditch the hustle and we've got to do things differently. And there's only three stages of growth in selling ownership. And uh, if we focus on the right thing at the right time, then um, each stage requires us to do something different depending on what stage that we're in. So I want to show that through show that to you today and talk you through that. Um, and I think the real problem is that we're working on the wrong thing at the wrong time. When everything starts to happen all at once and we're not clear of what stage of business that we're in, business can feel super overwhelming. And um, maybe a show of hands or even a comment, like has business been overwhelming for you? Hey, Vicky, nice to have you. Um, it either feels like it's a super hard slog, like we're in the grind, or, or it can feel like it's boring and we're in Groundhog Day. And when we're in Groundhog Day, this is when we start to get shiny object syndrome, when we start to go, I'm so bored of doing the same thing in, day in, day out. Uh, but actually, a shiny objects actually are a distraction. We actually just really need a really clear, proper business plan to step forward and step through. So without a plan, it feels like we're just winging it and we're just making shit up. Or we're just dealing with the stuff that's coming toward us rather than actually having control over the things that we are putting forward. So we need a salon mastery business plan. Um, and that's where I want to take you today. So I'm going to, I want to take you through four parts of the process in today's session. What, first of all, we're going to assess what part of the business needs attention. So we're going to step through the nine-part plan and we're going to do that action together. We're going to identify what stage of business that you're in and what you should be working on now and actually give yourself permission to say no to and do that later. Um, I want to consult our proven salon growth roadmap, which is going to tell you the right strategies that you need to do and implement. And finally, we're going to write a business plan so you can have real clarity as the business owner and step into and feel like you're the business CEO um, and have confidence. So today I want you to walk away with a written business, business plan. So in the coming months, you've got confidence and clarity. There's two things that I think we need to focus on. How does your business make more money? How do you make your salon processes and experience both for you, for the team and for your clients better and hopefully both? All right. 
Does that make sense? Now, some of you I haven't met before, so I want to make sure that you kind of know who the heck am I anyway, and why do I get to stand up here and talk about these things? So I just want to give you a, I don't want to talk about myself too long, but I want to give you a little bit of context on why, um, on how I got here, I guess. So I was six months out of my apprenticeship when I opened my salon. I couldn't find a job that I really resonated with um, and loved. Um, so I opened my own because I was naive enough to think that it didn't look that hard. I just would do everything the opposite to the boss that I had. I'll just do everything opposite to her because I didn't think she did a good job. But I owned that business for 20 years. I had two locations at one time. We consolidated and uh, a year or two before I sold, we had a team of 30, all amazing women. Uh, it wasn't without its challenges, of course. Um, I worked 15 hours a week in and on the business um, and I ultimately sold. I turned 40 and the business turned 20 and I was starting to grow another company and I decided that the next 20 years of my life, I kind of, I'd been there, I'd done that and I wanted to invest my time in the next thing. We're a three-time Global Salon Business Awards and so these were uh, international business awards solely, which I was super proud of because that's really what I, what I love and what I care about and I got to travel around the world to collect those awards which ultimately led me to uh, study entrepreneurial studies at UCLA. Um, and then once I sold the salon, I worked for two different salon software companies. I loved building software, but it was at that time working with the industry from a different way that I really saw the pain that a lot of salon owners were in and I recognized myself. And I thought, I've been through that. It was really hard and really tough. And that's where the inspiration for Salon Owners Collective was born really um, in 2016. Um, now we have a team of 11, there's five of us coaches, We've helped well over 300 salons through this process, through our programs, out of overwhelm, and most importantly, to gain more freedom, no ball and chain, and more profit, like we deserve to be profitable. Um, we typically work with owners that are uh, really wanting to become the business owner, be super profitable, and to have a business that works without you. I think that was one of the fundamentals that I learned is my business, every time I took a, a day away from the salon floor, my business grew. And when I got stuck, who, when I was stuck serving clients, don't get me wrong, when I say stuck, I loved my clients, but it made me stuck. And my business would stagnate when I was no longer able to get in the, behind the driver's seat. And so now we help uh, businesses grow a team ultimately and uh, aim to hit the million dollar mark by ultimately um, installing strategic systems. That's kind of who we are. And um, there's three goals that I have for business owners. And I think there are two most important commodities in the world. There's only two of them, and that's time and that's money. And I think there's no point having lots of time and no money to enjoy it or having lots of money and no time. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so it seems pointless to have one without the other. And I do believe money does make the world go round. It's called currency. Really, it's just a measure of how to live a quality life. And I think particularly New Zealanders in Australia, which is, which is a majority of us down south, we have a tall poppy syndrome problem and we're a little bit shy of making money because somehow we've learned that it's not great. And I want to kind of break that and help people live a life of freedom and profit because you should have both. I discovered um, um, 
a while back, actually, building a masterclass for our Salon Mastery program. I did some research around it. Fewer than 20% of people just actually write their goals down in written form. And science says that only 8% of people actually achieve their goals. That's a really small number of people. And I want to, it was this process that uh, I now help salon owners work and choose which group they want to fit into. Do you want to achieve your goals? We've got to get them written down and be really clear about what we're trying to achieve. And this is where we came up with our salon CEO KPIs, key performance indicators. We want to be able to, and I want to just take them through because uh, I think it's a really important distinction. And the first is we have a 100K club. In our Salon Mastery Program, we have a 100K club. And the goal of, or how you get to be in the 100K club is that you have what I call momentum. You're in growth. You're moving forward. The business is growing. And we have a, a, a way to measure that. And when you have consistent growth over a two-month period, you join the 100K club. And if you have incremental growth, then the minimum growth that we want to have over 12 months is 100K. That should be the minimum growth. I love that number 100. Um, when I meet new salon owners, uh, one, I always ask, are you profitable and what is your goal? And what strikes me is the majority of people don't, one, don't have profit, but don't know what they want their profit to be or what they want their income to be. Um, and so I've decided when you don't know what your profit should be, I'm going to give you a number until you work it out for yourself. And I think as a business owner, you need to be having 100K minimum to be worth the effort. Otherwise, you could probably go and work for somebody else for, for more or for less effort. Um, and too many owners are not paying themselves and working really, really hard. So this for me, this is a key performance indicator of success is we should be aiming for 100K profit or more. Don't get me wrong, you can have more, but I think as a minimum. And then the last key performance indicator of salon, salon CEO success is how many hours, and I want people to work on their business more than in it. I chose to not serve clients at all by the end of my business, but some people love to uh, serve clients. And so I think the key determinating factor is you get to choose to, to work and serve clients, not because you have to and you feel forced to and you feel like a ball and chain. Does that make sense? Um, too many owners are working more than 40 hours. They're working 40 hours serving clients and then they have to run their business afterwards. So um, this is my mission to help you not live that life uh, and to do it better. Hey, are you loving this episode so far? Oh, by the way, it's Greta here, Salon Mastery Success Coach at Salon Owners Collective. So I wanted to pop in and ask you something. Do you ever feel like you are winging it when it comes to your business? You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted, earn great money and be a leader. But the reality is the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward. You're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead. You see other people winning and seeing success but how come it doesn't work for you? You wish you had a clear laid out plan, something to guide you in the right direction or help you with what to do next. What can you do that actually worked? In reality, many salon owners feel this way. You aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. 
the Salon Mastery nine part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow, build a rockstar team, attract dream clients, and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode. All right, let's dive into our first action. Um, Brayley, just for anybody else who's arrived, do you want to make sure that they've got uh, the business plan? Let's start on the nine-part plan for starters and uh, let's get into it. Sound good? Um, I want you to discover which area of your business needs the most attention. This is going to give you a little bit of what are the different areas of your business and what are the priorities that you need to lay out Um, because otherwise we don't have a plan we tend to step into firefighting and trying to grow a business when we're firefighting and we have fireballs coming at us, that's when other people throw us their problems um, or challenges. It's super overwhelming. Um, and if we don't have a plan, then it feels like everything lives inside of our head or actually nothing lives outside of our head, um, which either way is a problem. If everything's in your head and nobody else knows what's going on, you are the roadblock to growth. If nothing lives in your head, it's probably because you're overwhelmed. If you don't know what's going on, then probably your team don't either. So it's a recipe for disaster. And I think at the moment, the salon industry is experiencing massive change. The world is experiencing change, but we're having a fair part of change. Um, And so there's a bit of a struggle. Things need to change. What used to work for us no longer works for us. And so we want to get away from the amount of effort that you're putting in and there's an equal reward for effort in return. Otherwise, it's exhausting. Um, we need to step away from wearing a million different hats. Um, yeah. Okay, let's step into the nine-part plan. Sound good? You should have a page on your sheet that looks like this. And I just want to take you through first the three pillars and um, because I think business is a little bit like a three-legged stool. So this bit here, let me just get my little mouse, this bit here, like a three-legged stool. And the first part is um, how do we attract, serve, and retain great clients? Not any old clients, not just at the bottom of the barrel clients, but great clients, what I call them dream clients. Clients that love you, clients that... Uh, want the services that you provide and are prepared to pay your prices. Like you're 40 hours, you know, you're a long time inside of your business. It's 153 hours a week um, and 40 of the third of that. Um, we want to be able to spend it with time, spend the time that we have with people that we actually like. Um, so that's first, if we can learn to attract, serve and retain our clients. The second one is how do we attract and grow and, of course, retain great stylists and great therapists, not any old stylist, and, um, but rock stars. And I don't mean rock stars as in they think they're so great and uh, they think they're all that and they think they're better than us, but people that rock our world, ones that 
we love and we love to spend time with ones that understand the mission that we're on and are prepared to join you in the journey you know people that are on your bus and then the third one that we need to get right is how do we step up into our role as a business owner uh, not just a stylist or a therapist that bought a business and now is handcuffed to it um, but how do we become the person that can drive the business forward how do we build a business that's not reliant upon us um, it works because of the work that we put in, but it's not heavily reliant upon us. And that if we step away, that everything crumbles. Uh, a business that you love, a business that's profitable, one that works because of you, but is not demanding on you. Make sense? All right. Um, you should have now, I want to do this business assessment together. And I want to just show you quickly um how we can play this game online so if you're going to play if you're going to if you print it out that's fine you can grab some different colored pens or we'll use a one two three i'll tell you about that in just a second if uh if you're going to play online let me just make this a bit bigger so i can show you how to do it can i just get a um a thumbs up or a comment if you're doing online. Who's doing online? I don't want to show you if no one's doing online. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. All right, great. So I'm going to take you through a traffic light process. Green means it's good. It's going really, really well. Uh, I'm really happy with progress. It's a green light. I'm, I'm not stressed about it. It's growing. It's moving forward. It's causing me no drama. Orange means, yeah, probably needs a bit of attention. Uh, it's not on fire, red. It's not, uh, no one's going to die. The business isn't going to fall over. Clients aren't going to leave, which is red. Orange is like, yeah, I know it needs a bit of attention, but it's not in the urgent status. Does that make sense? Just want to make sure that we understand that. And as I go around, I'm going to take you around the nine-part plan. I want you to, you can use this little Christmas tree, Christmas tree of colors here. Uh, Braley might be able to help you with that if you're not doing online. Wasn't well, quite sure. Um, all right, when they go around, I want you to give it a color. You can just pick up this little dot and you can pop it in the box. If you're doing and you don't have colored pens and you're just doing on, on, just use one, two, or three. And so one is first place, so it should be green. Three is not first place, so we'll make it just to make it easy for you to uh, remember. Three can be red, one can be green for first place. That's a good way to think about it. All right, are we ready? Good to go? Okay, I'm going to step you through the three different parts to each of the nine plans, um, the nine parts of the business, and I want you to rate yourself. So let's start with um, ideal clients, this one here, client attraction. So... Client attraction really is all things marketing. And in order to truly nail your client attraction strategy, you're going to want to ensure that you've nailed these three steps. And then once I've read them out, you can decide what color you are. So first of all, that you're really clear on your ideal client um, and you know who you're trying to attract into your business. The first mistake that we would ever make is that we're trying to attract and serve everybody. And I want you to be really clear on the one at the stretch to ideal types of people that you want to come into your business and your ideal world. So just think about the client that you um, everybody loves, everybody knows her name, and that your marketing is talking to that person. Number two, that you know how to, to build a following. 
Uh, we need to be able to build a following to attract those ideal clients. How do we create an audience, both social and digital, like actually getting that email address so that you can attract your ideal client into the chair? Not anybody, because otherwise we have to go for the discount deals and all of that type of stuff, the ideal client. We need to be able to build a following, social and digital. And the last is that we have a strategy to get bums on seat. It's all very, very well having 10,000 people follow us, but if you can't convert them off socials and into the bums and seats or bums on beds, then um, the strategy is no good. We need to have a good strategy that you can attract clients when you need them. You can fill the white space and that you have a re reliable way to do so in order to be able to grow. So if you think about how well are you doing on that client attraction strategy, would you say green, I know who I'm attracting, I know how to build a following, I know how to get bums and beds, then you can put, give yourself a green or a number one. If you think, oh, I've got some of that, but it's just really not working on demand and when I need it, I probably don't have a clear system, give yourself an orange. But if you're like, actually, we've got lots of white space, I'm, I'm struggling to grow, give yourself a red, okay? So go ahead and do that now. Brady's in the chat if you get stuck and she'll be able to help you if you're not quite sure. Um, I want to keep this going at pace because we've got a whole business plan to get through, so I'm going to keep flying. Let me know, what did you give yourself for the first colour? What did you give yourself? Let me know in the chat, what is your colour? Let's step into uh, smashing sales. Smashing sales, do you know we're an industry that we often don't consider ourselves as salespeople and I think it's a mistake. We're creatives or we're servers, we like to serve people, but sometimes it can feel icky to be salespeople. But I think it's a mistake. We want to build a winning sales culture. So I think it's important we have a strategy in place to give our clients what they want, what they need, and probably what they didn't know that they always needed to make themselves the best looking or feeling as possible, right? Not just what they're booked in for. So there's a magic to retaining clients each and every time. And it actually, the scoreboard is sales. Do you have a winning culture? And the second part is um, a strategy to coach your team to win. Do your team know how to not just do the service, but actually to sell because selling is serving. And do you have a strategy where you are actually in charge of that and leading them towards becoming better at building a winning culture and your client ultimately winning with better services and products? And then the third part is, can we track success? You can't build or you can't change what you don't know. And if you don't have a way to track how you and your team are performing, then there's no way that you're going to be able to measure if you're making a change. So I want you to rate yourself now, either a one, two, or a three, uh, or if you're doing digitally, use red, green, or orange. How well are you doing uh, at smashing your sales goals or having a strategy to smash sales goals? Right, let me know what color you give to yourself in the chat, I would love to know. I'm going to keep moving though because I want to fly through this, we've got so much to do. Third, in terms of dream clients, is our client experience. Are we giving or creating a 10 out of 10 client experience each and every time that the client comes into the salon? The really important word here is consistently. I want um, you to be able to provide a consistent experience. doesn't matter which team member they come to from one visit to the next, that each visit is the experience is the same. Consistency builds a brand. If it's different every time, people then get attached to a human and not the brand. We've got to build a consistent brand experience. So two of the most important fundamentals is do we have a, a clear 10 out of 10 client experience system inside of our business? Do, do, 
Do your team know how to do that consistently every time? Or even you. I just saw someone saying, I don't have a team yet. So are you doing it consistently every single time? And do we know how to do a consultation that converts? Can you convert a client from a consultation to the services that she needs? Or do you downgrade it and give her the bare minimum? Just, be, just for fear of being a salesperson. So I want you to rate yourself in terms of how you're able to create a client experience in the business, uh, red, green, or orange. Let me know in the chat, I'd love to know. All right, if we've got our client experience, uh, how we attract them and how we serve them under, uh, under control, then we're going to get good client retention. We're going to now to start to think about building our team. And the first thing we really need to think about is how do we attract team members into our business? And I know that today's climate is changing more than ever. So I think it's really important that we have a reliable, proven recruitment strategy that actually works. And it's going to allow you to successfully attract people. We can't just put an ad out these days and say, nobody applied. What am I going to do about that? We have to nail this piece. And so the three key parts that we need to nail in terms of attracting great team members that that we can build. And the first is that how do we attract people? Because we can't do it the way that we always did it. We have to try something new. The environment has changed. We need a new strategy. But you're likely to need to recruit at a minimum annually. But if your business is in growth and in momentum, then probably you're going to want to think about that one, two, or even three times every single year. So we need to nail the attraction strategy. If we have team members coming in, then we need to think about induction. How do we induct them into the business and give them a good onboarding experience so they can get up and running quickly and into income generating strategies? And you need to be leading that because we want people to be income generating as quickly as possible and paying for themselves fast. Um, and so we need to have a repeatable system around how we bring people in, how we onboard them, and how we get them income generating quickly. So I want you to think about uh, the client experience, uh, sorry, the, the team member experience and how that's working for you. Do you have a good systematic approach to that? What are you going to give yourself? Red, green, or orange? Or one, two, three? I would love to know. So it was orange. Red. I think you're orange for the last one. Rachel is red. Erica, red. Erica, you're in the right place. We got you. Uh, okay, I want to keep flying. Let's talk about a winning culture. Um, in a time where hiring and recruiting team members is super difficult, retaining team members becomes even more important, right? Um, and it's one of the biggest contributors to uh, how the business grows and also how long we can keep team members in our business. So... We need to really have a system for installing culture with intention. How do we intentionally um, install a culture that people want to be part of? Is there a vibe that's positive? Is it heartfelt? Do people care about each other? Um, and do we have a group of people that actually like each other and want to belong together? How do we build a winning team? I think also another important piece is how do we grow our own? So if we have a strategy that is a recruit 
what I call imports, somebody else trained them when we import them into our business. We also need to have a grow our own strategy. We have to have a dual strategy uh, to grow our business. So how are we developing um, apprentices or assistants? Um, how are we building the people inside of our business? How do we grow our own uh, talent for the future? We need to think future-proof. And while we're thinking future-proof, we need to create career pathways for our team members. People will leave us when they run out of future. Our team members leave when they cannot see their future progressing where they are currently. So we need to create future for our team so they will stay. So how do we give them a career pathway that is both financially developing, personally developing as a human being and training technical skills? How do we do all of those things for our team member? We can't leave the responsibility to our team because otherwise they'll leave. We need to do that. All right, the third piece of uh, growing a rock star team is how do we become a motivating manager? Um, because I started my apprenticeship straight outside of um, my, uh, sorry, because I started my business straight outside of my apprenticeship, I had one boss experience. And when I went into my business, I did everything the opposite to her. I didn't raise her as a boss, lovely person, terrible boss. And when I, so as a result of that, as I grew my business, I wanted to be remembered as the best boss. So I needed to have some strategies in place that I could be the best boss. So even when people or if people left, that they would always remember me as the best boss. And people would leave and come back to me years later and go, I didn't realize what I had because I grew my own, how good it was in your business. And some of those, some of those people came back. So we need to have a strategy to intentionally know how to be a best boss. We need to have, know how to performance manage when performance is great, but also when performance is crap. How are we going to deal with those situations and move through them? And at some stage and phase of growth, we're going to need to think about a management team. Anyone human can manage up to eight people effectively. And as soon as we start to grow beyond that, we need to develop a management team. So in terms of how you perform as a best boss and are you a motivating manager, what color are you? Are you red? green or orange. Now you have to rate yourself. <laughs> All right, let's take a minute into our third uh, leg of our, of our business. And that is how do we become a true selling CEO? Because the majority of us weren't um, <clears throat> or aren't business people. Initially, we've had to learn on the job. So I think there's three key parts here. Systems and processes. Um, Systems and processes will set you free. How do you grow and scale a business that can grow because of you, but not because of you? Um, if we are the only ingredient to growth, then this is how we reach overwhelm. So systems and processes are going to allow the business to grow um, exponentially and not you to be the roadblock. So we need to have a system for systems and processes. <laughs> and we need to have clarity around how we do things around here. As we talked before around client experience, consistency builds a brand. And so if we're gonna have consistent systems and processes to run our client services, then we need to have clarity around how we do things around here. How do we document that and how do we keep that alive? And I think too, um, how we do things should be in a in one place. I call it business in a box. We need to build business in a box. This is how we do it here. And when I sold my business, I sold it at a premium because I could say to the new owner, this is how I grew the business. This is how I grew to a million dollars. And this is how I grew to $2 million. And this is how you manage the team. Here it is. 
It's all in this playbook. Now you can go and do the same. And I can demand a premium on the sale price because of that. And so if you think about your uh, ability to have clear systems and processes, how do you rate yourself? Red, green, or orange? Why don't you give yourself uh, a rate? Let me know in the comments. Keen to know. Uh, all right, let's keep powering through because I want to talk to you about the next piece, which is uh, uh, stages and phases. All right, profit. This is one that makes me super sad for our industry. Not enough people have profitable businesses. And um, it, it feels, this is one of the things I think that feels elusive, partly because we're not chasing profit, we're not making it intentional, and we're not preparing for profit. And I think there are some basic things in the way that we pay ourselves and how we structure paying ourselves, saving for profit, managing our budget and all of those things. So I call this literally uh, preparing for profit. And I think it's one of the most important things that we do for, uh, first and foremost. Um, and to do that, we need to have what I call a, a CEO dash, a dashboard that's going to tell us how we're performing, whether we're profitable, if we're sticking to budget, how much is left, what's going to come in the future how many team members that we uh, that we have and so we how many team members we need to get to the milestones that we have we need to become a data driven ceo um, if you're anything like me i'm pretty good at gut instinct like gut instinct works for me most of the time my gut instinct is right but i second guess gut instinct it doesn't give me confidence it's not till retrospectively I realized that I probably had it right, but in the moment I feel stressed and overwhelmed until the data or the numbers can tell me if I'm doing it right. And I think when we when we look at something that's black and white, the number is either yes or no, you're either profit or not profit, you either paid the bill or you didn't pay the bill. It's very black and white, and that gives us the confidence to second guess with a sprinkle of instinct. It gives us confidence as a business owner. Um, last but not least, when we talk about becoming a CEO, I think it's really an inner job. We need to be super clear about our role as, as we grow through the business at different stages and phases of growth. We need to be clear on our, what our role is because it changes over time. What got us here is not going to get us there. And we need a little bit of self-discipline around self-mastery. Um, in terms of doing the hard stuff, getting up early enough um, or having the self-discipline, moving through motivation and de determination because sometimes it's emotionally draining and we need to be able to have a system, internal system for ourselves to overcome and manage that. And finally, a strategic plan. We need to have a plan to work on the right things at the right time. But guess what? We can give ourselves a tick for that because you are doing that one today. We're doing it now. We are doing strategic planning. So I want you to give yourself a red, green, or orange when it comes to uh, your inner CEO. Uh, how do you rate yourself with each one of those steps? Okay, I want to know when you look at the colour, whether or not you've got ones and twos and threes or whether you've got mostly reds, oranges, or greens, what have you got mostly? Can you let me know in the comments what was kind of like the overriding, for you, the overriding colour or number? Um, Braley, what do what do you see? What do we mostly got? Definitely got a few reds. Um, there are a couple of oranges, but I would say uh, most people are feeling red when it comes to this one. 
Okay. All right. Well, um, you're in the right place in that case. I'm just going to step through this because I want to, I want to uh, sort of say that the goal to become a seller master, to have mastery over your business, seller mastery, the goal is to get everything into the green. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me. I always love hanging out with you and getting to share the first part of my salon business plan with you. Stay tuned for next week when we dive into the second episode of my three-part series to achieving a completed salon business plan. Now, this episode is all around the stages and phases of business and how do you identify what you should be working on right now? If you're left thinking, well, what's next or wondering how to implement everything that you've learned in this series, into your salon, then I want to work with you. First, Salon Mastery is my coaching program for salon owners who have a team of four, seven, ten, or even more. And if this sounds like you, all you need to do is click apply now in the button in the show notes of this episode. Let's see if Salon Mastery is the right fit for you. Now, if you don't fit those requirements, maybe the Momentum program is a better suit for you. This is for salon owners with between two to four team members and in the early stage of growing their business. You can also click on the link in the show notes and apply for our Momentum program. Right, I think that's it. I'm going to look forward to catching you next week for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.